when you're doing that, the money will come, right? But like you're passing it and living your life on purpose and doing something purposeful, right? To be a contributor or a change maker or whatever it is that your business offers as a service or a product to help change lives. That is when you um, ultimately reach like some type of level of success. Like when, you're, when you stop chasing money and start chasing your dreams and your purpose, right? Have you ever felt that you're spending most of your time chasing new customers and deals? Or have you ever felt that you aren't even able to bring the value of what you have to offer in your work because you're spending all that energy trying to land business? Well, what if instead of a bunch of small contracts that you are hustling to get, you were instead getting big contracts that were double, triple, or even five times as much as what you're used to? Well, my guest today is Carwana Dyson, and that's what she's going to tell us how to do. She's a business growth strategist, and she's the CEO of She's Got Goals. She's Got Goals is a small business coaching and consulting firm designed to empower, enlighten, and educate women and minority small businesses about government contracts and how they can help them significantly grow their business into a consistent, sustainable empire. See, most entrepreneurs mistakenly think that government contracts are only for big business, not realizing governments at all levels, municipal, state, and federal, all have quotas to fill for small business as well as businesses owned by disabled veterans, Native Americans, women, Blacks, and other visible minorities. So Carwana has this amazing story and it's an unconventional story of how she achieved success by helping others take advantage of government contracts and the story is so cool i love it so much and she tells it so so well i was like on the hook because i'm like i need to know the secrets and that's what she's revealing today and she now helps other women and minorities build successful and sustainable businesses by becoming becoming government contractors there's so many things that i never knew that i learned after this interview and you will learn as well so this is a really important interview especially for today, especially if you are a small business owner. My mind was blown at the success that she has had and her clients have had by changing the perspective on where you can go to get more business, quality, good business. For whatever reason, this knowledge doesn't seem to be mainstream. And so Carwana took action and she's really helping others now to have their best year ever especially during a year that was many people's worst. And make sure that you stay listening to the very end because she's going to give you some free information on how to put this to work for yourself. This is so, so good. Carwana, welcome to the show. So, so grateful to have you on because you have an incredible story to share and there's going to be so much value. So thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for having me. I'm really excited to share my story with the world. So thank you. Oh, I'm so, I'm so glad. So we've, we've got a lot of great, really great stuff that we're talking about. And it's, it's so important, especially today, right now. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
let's start with your, your journey and, you know, what it is that you're doing today and why it's so important to you. You know, um, I actually started a business about 20 years ago. Um, and, but when I first started a business, of course, um, I fell into the belief system that, um, that has really been laid out for most small business owners. Um, and some of those beliefs are, um, number one, don't expect a profit, you know, for the first two years of business. If you make it to five years, then you're lucky. And in order to start a business, you have to go get funding and yada, 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 you know, all of those things that, of course, you you hear, but also learn, you know, even in business school, they teach these these things, you know. Um, yeah. and, but what I discovered, of course, I'll tell you a little bit about how I even got to discovering that is that all of those are myths, you know. Those are things that you can buy into if that's what you what you choose to believe. But there's definitely other ways to think about business and to start a business profitably, you know, within your first first six to 12 months, depending on your your level of knowledge and what you the information that you have access to. And so. Um, so basically, um, currently, I'm, I'm working with small business owners, teaching them how to do business with the government. And there's a story, of course, behind that. You know, I grew up in uh, where I grew up. Um, there was, of course, lack of resources, a lack of, um, you know, leadership, you know, and understanding about how um, business really works. But I knew that uh, initially I knew that eventually I wanted to um, start a business. Right. Because I knew I've always also heard that starting a business and working for yourself is one of the one way. Right. To just basically um, help alleviate poverty, but also to generate income beyond what someone else is telling you your worth. And so yes. I knew that in my future, you know, one day I was going to start a business. I just didn't know, have a pathway or a blueprint to how to get there. Um, but I did know that, um, of course, growing up in an urban community that I didn't want to be a, a, a statistic, you know, I didn't want to yeah. become a statistic to my society. And of course, um, I knew that education was going to be the first step, you know, so getting an education, um, leaving the urban community, um, although I, I'm back, but I'm, I'm back differently. I'm back as a contributor and as a philanthropist and as an educator, you know, but initially that was my goal. Everybody wants to get out, get out of the urban community, get out of, you know, poverty. Um, and right. so, um, and so, yeah, my first job, like right out of college. So I did, you know, end up going to school and getting a college degree. Um, and my first goal or job right out of college was, um, you know, it was like one of the top paid positions in California, especially for a young African-American female um, in my early 20s. And I did put in, you know, about 10 years of um, of work for someone else. And so I can have that experience of uh, being consistent and being on time and just knowing how, what it felt like to work for someone else and work for a paycheck. But on the inside, eventually, um, of course, I begin to like die on the inside. <laughs> you know, I wasn't happy. Yeah with um, working nine to fives and working every day. And of course, missing out on special moments that I wanted to be a part participant in, like when I started having children and I had to leave them at daycare <laughs> for 10 hours right. a day while I go work for someone else. And so, yeah, so that kind of pushed me to starting my business, despite all the things and the norms that I had all bought into that it's going to take two years and I have to get funding and my credit is jacked up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I had all of those things that I had to overcome, like in my mind. And so, but I eventually took the leap of faith, you know, to, to start my own business. And of course, um, for the first few years, I mean, I did it all wrong. I fell forward and I was trying to figure out like, 
I knew there was a better way. I just didn't know the roadmap to, to getting yep. that better way, you know, but eventually um, I ended up discovering that, which I'll, I'll be sharing, you know, with you all that better way that helped me to be able to grow a thriving business. And now that now I am able to help other small business owners learn how to jumpstart and grow thriving businesses right out the back without having to go through all those different hurdles over the years. Those are my favorite people to learn from. So I'm so excited because, <laughs> you. you know, like to, to be able to learn from the mistakes, that, which most of us make, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's what happens. And even, even when you have, you know, something lined out for you, like there's just a whole, you're developing this, this mindset, because like you said before, you kind of have in your head, like, well, you're, you probably are just going to fail in the beginning and you're probably going to yeah. struggle and you're probably going to this. Yeah. So, Yeah. Okay, go on because I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so so like um you know when you first start a business like especially when you've never had anything in particular you don't really know what you're passionate about yet you just know that um in business you can make money eventually right um so when you first started business or when I first started my business I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to do for years you know so I tried you know Mary Kay I've tried MLMs I've tried clothing lines. I've, I've done a little bit of everything. And, but what I realized was that I was hustling like to, to try to make money. Right. So I was doing business all wrong in the first place, because um, what I've learned now is that um, you want to do something that you're really passionate about, because when you're doing that, the money will come. Right. But like you're passionate it and living your life on purpose and doing something purposeful, right. To be a contributor or a change maker or whatever it is that your business offers as a service or a product to help change lives. That is when you um, ultimately reach like some type of level of success. Like when you when you stop chasing money and start chasing your dreams and your purpose. Right. And so those are like some of the things that I, um, that I learned along the way. And so after failing several times, times and you know I had to take a, a step back um, and luckily I was in a position in a two two income household <laughs> where I was able to make those type of mistakes because you know not everybody is a, is fortunate to be in a right. two income person household where you know you're able to you know make a bunch of failures <laughs> you know in your exactly. business it's like some people are you're a single parent and you have to make it work and you don't have time to make mistakes or to um, you know to not make money and and that's that's where we get stuck because you don't want to be stuck in a job just because of income. So that's why you have to have a plan. I didn't have a plan really in the beginning, but eventually along the way, I designed a plan. So I had to take a step back and look at, you know, all the things that I was doing wrong and really consider like, what is it that I really want to do? Right. And I know that a lot of times, you know, you hear whatever it is that you're, you're designed to do like purposeful it started in you at the moment that you were born. And so I was looking at like all the different patterns of what has been consistent throughout my life. And number one, helping others have been consistent ever since I was a kid, as early as I can remember, um, but also creativity, like um, the visual arts, photography and video, like all of those things have always been a part of who I was like growing up over the years. And that's what I was so passionate about. And so I started a business to you know, to do photography. And, and this is like the first business that I really started purposefully. 
yeah. you know, chasing my passion and not chasing the money. Um, so I started my my video production company, um, for photog- slash photography company. Um, and um, of course, it took me a couple. It took me a little bit to really learn like who my customer was. Like, um, you know, uh, sometimes you know when you start a business and you you think that you you know you build the walls or open the door and people are gonna come, but it just doesn't work that way. You have to really narrow down who are you gonna work with. What is the purpose that you're gonna serve on a on a deeper level, you know? And so basically, I started working with other small business owners, of course, initially um, to help them build their portfolios out to do photography for their website, to help them build websites and and do like small commercials, infomercials about their business. And I, I found a lot of joy in doing that. Um, however, it wasn't enough to, for me to feel like if I went from a two-person household to a one-person household, would I be able to sustain on my sustain this on my own, right? Um, right. And of course, as a, as, an, as a woman, you know, those are like some of the things that you have to think about, right? What if, like, you don't want to wait, <laughs> you know, and just react to life. You want to be in position to be ready for whatever could happen, right? And so- Absolutely. And so I was really thinking about like, how can I really build a business that's going to help me sustain myself, right? And so I was barely, I mean, I was making money, you know, d- with that business model, you know, um, you know, working with small business owners, but it was like, I was chasing a lot of small business owners. And I found my sign myself spending a lot of time, like trying to convince them that this is the best service for you. And this is going to help your business. And, you know, having those consultings and let's meet for coffee. And, and then you end up spending so much time chasing customers, then you actually do generating revenue in your business, right? Right. And so that's backwards. <laughs> that's, that's so backwards. And so, um, and so I was actually one of the clients that I ended up working for, um, or doing work for, and offering my services to, you know, um, I know him, I knew him from like the community and everything, but he was like the first African-American billionaire who built a business from the ground up. And I'm like, that I actually personally know, right? I'm wow. in your face. Yeah. Like I can ask you, how did you do it? You know, what was the things like, what is it that I'm missing? What is it that um, I bought into that I, that I actually believe, right? I'm right. thinking we have the shoestring, you know, you heard all these stories back in the early, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. You heard all these stories about shoestring budget businesses, you know, becoming yeah. millionaires and all this stuff. So in your mentality, I was really thinking, yeah, this is the way we have to make it. Like, this is what we have to do. But I, what I what I didn't know was that I was... um you know, had a, a poor man's mentality of how a business should be run. You don't, a business is, is, is supposed to be freedom, <laughs> not only yeah. time freedom, but financial freedom for you. And if you know how to do a business the right way, um, you know, that's the key, right? Knowing how to do it the right way. So anyway, I, I was asking him like, what is it that you're doing? How would you able to build a business, a billion dollar business, like from the ground up? you you know, you look like me, you from the urban community, just like me. And yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> you know, I don't get it. You know, what's the secret? <laughs> what is the secret? And so he actually took a serious look at me. He said the same thing you're doing for me. You can do to the, for the government and make millions of dollars doing it. And I was like, what? Like scratching my head. Like, what do you mean? Like the feds, you know, like what yeah. do you mean government? Cause you know, when you think government, you think like this monster, right? Like, what are you talking about? I can sell my services to the government. We're talking about the president. Like I don't, I didn't, there was no connection for me. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, no, when you really think about it, you know, government, the government has buildings and in those buildings, they turn on lights, right? They're, they're at a desk, they have computers and, you know, they have phones and, 
you know, mouse pads and all that stuff. They eat food. They have coffee makers. They have all these things. They're building infrastructure, the freeways that you drive on, all of those things. They're hiring small business owners to do that for them. They take headshots, right, for their websites. And they um, they have inaugurations and balls and all different types of events that they need photography, right? They have press the media and outreach and all these things. So they need your services, right? And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So he was, you know, he was just like, so the same thing that you're doing for me, you can actually do for the government. And so that was all it took really to inspire me to learn, to want to learn more. Right. Because if this person that I personally knew was able to build a billion dollar business and he's saying, this is the missing link, (laughs) you know, I'm like, okay, well, I want to know more about this missing link because I feel like I've been doing it all wrong. But what I discovered was instead of chasing customers, right? Hundreds or maybe even thousands of customers to meet a bottom line, one contract could replace that. And that was so powerful. One contract, right? Just one. That's like one customer. You You just entered now. We just like, you just (laughs) entered the expansive thinking instead of like you said, struggling, struggling, struggling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's so, that's powerful. Yeah. And so, yeah. So basically what I learned was that um, all you need is one, (laughs) you know, the power of one, you know. I've been talking with you a lot about the importance of having a great elevator pitch. And as you've probably heard on Amy Porterfield's podcast, an elevator pitch is super important because it's a single statement that clarifies the unique value you bring to your customers. And it almost compels prospects to do business with you on the spot. You already know that you can have the team at the draw shop create your pitch for you, but Maybe you'd prefer I give you all the tools you need to create your own. Well, that's exactly what I did. So here's what I have for you. I put together a special package, a veritable DIY elevator pitch toolkit that combines everything you need to not only create your own awesome elevator pitch, but even the super cool graphics you can use to help you tell the story, just like we do at the draw shop. And the really good news, because you're doing it yourself with the tools we supply, it'll cost you about 90% less than having us do it for you. Head over to thedrawshop.com forward slash toolkit. And this is important. Make sure you scroll down to the bottom of the page and check out the four free bonuses you're getting, including that collection I just mentioned of a -a one-of-a-kind graphics designed by our artists that you can use in your very own elevator pitch. I really think this could be the perfect solution if you understand the value and importance of having an elevator pitch, but prefer to be a little bit more hands-on with it. And don't forget, scroll down to see the free bonuses at thedrawshop.com forward slash toolkit. I hope this helps. Okay, back to the episode. The power of one contract could really change your life, right? And so what I learned, like, before learning about government contracting, I would generally was probably bringing in about twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year, <laughs> working really hard full time, chasing right. customers and trying to find the right customer, and you know having the cheap customers, you know, um, and giving discounts and really trying to share why. You know, I didn't have a, a marketing budget, so I couldn't market myself. I had to do word of mouth marketing, and I had to do guerrilla marketing and just reaching out to people that I knew. Um, But then when I learned about government contracting, all I had to do was there was, there was three things that I had to do. 
One is I have to, I had to get my business in order. So you have to really have a business license. You really have to have an EIN and a Dun and Brad number, like all these different things that's on a, a checklist that says you're legitimately in business, right? So right. there's a foundation. Um, and then the second thing I had to do was become an official government contractor. Um, what I learned was that um, the government has programs that are set aside. Of course, they spend almost 10 trillion dollars a year on products and services and they spend a certain percentage of that like they're obligated it's in the law like the small business act says that a certain percentage i think right now it's like 26 percent of that 10 trillion dollar spend has to go to small business owners and then See, i bet a lot of people that's new for them right there just hearing yeah. that yeah. <laughs> and then and then, yeah, so a, a, a certain percentage, like 26 percent right now, but they always exceed those goals. So this is like the baseline. Twenty six percent of a trillion, a ten trillion dollar annual spend has to go to small business owners. And then they break it down. Like what are small business owners? Those are those, um, in, you know, those business owners that are generating under typically under 14 million a year in revenue. I'm like, well, we, we're all small business owners, right? Like we're micro small business owners. And if you generally have under 500 employees, you're considered a small business, right? So that like opens up the door. Like, well, what if you're a solopreneur and maybe you don't even have your first employee, then you're a real micro small business. And so these programs are designed to help micro small businesses be more competitive in the marketplace. And to get contracts so they can eventually become the employers of tomorrow because it's the small businesses that actually stimulates the economy, right? And kind of, you know, helps with developing the neighborhoods and the communities and paying back in taxes to build our infrastructure. Absolutely. And so, yeah, and all those amazing things. And then they have, you know, then they kind of break it down to, well, we have women-owned businesses that are small business owners and we want to put so much money into women-owned businesses. And we also have minority owned businesses. We want to put money into that. And then we have LGBT owned businesses and we want to put money into that and service disabled veteran owned businesses. So they have all of these set aside programs. And so for, for me, I, you know, when I first discovered that I was like, well, why don't people know about that off the gate? When you go to city hall or um, the county recorder to, you know, get a business license or wherever the state of, you know, secretary of state to get your articles of incorporation. Why don't they say, well, if you're in business, you're starting a business. This is what you need to do. Period. Point blank. <laughs> you know, right, like, right. why don't people hear about this? Why don't people know about it? I start Googling and trying to figure out where is this information that we've been, you know, like, it's just been sitting there, but nobody knows about it. I mean, and I went to not only to to college to get a you know my first bachelor's degree, but I want to get a master's degree in um, business and never heard of government contracting. I've never heard of set aside programs and this whole system at all. So why don't people know about it? That 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 has been my question. And so, and so I actually put myself in a position to be the one that tell everybody. <laughs> you know, I say I'm going to tell that. everybody that I know that I come across about government contracts. I'm just going to be the spokesperson and the educator and to show them how to do it because it changed my life. My first contract was seventy thousand dollars for twenty eight days of work. That replaced that almost. And you were. You were hustling before just to yeah. chase the customers to make 30000 a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and one and so, contract. Wow. One contract. And so one contract was basically 
three times, <laughs> you know, yeah. what I was doing, like what I was doing, chasing customers on my own, like, you know what I mean? And so it, it, it almost nearly replaced my full-time income of working 40 hour work weeks, missing out on, you know, my, my children's first steps and all of this time that I, that I wanted to spend with my family and all, all the things that I wanted to do recreationally that I couldn't do. It replaced that. So all, so that gave me back my time, like, you know, because that's what a business is supposed to do. Number one, it's supposed to give you your time. But number two, you're supposed to be living your passion out, you know, in your business yep. and doing what you absolutely love. But also it's, it's supposed to, of course, help you have a better lifestyle, you know, than a, a working class person working really hard day by day. And you have to request time off and, you know, you have to re- exactly. literally, you have to get permission to be in the hospital. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Right. Um, and so, <laughs> and so basically, you know, government contracting really, you know, changed my life. It, it changed the very trajectory of everything that, you know, where I grew up and where I'm supposed to be statistically. Um, but also it, I've seen it change so many, li- the lives of so many other small business owners, you know, and even in today's time, the reason why this is so important right now, um, because this is something that that happens no matter what's going on, right? It doesn't yeah. matter if there's a recession. It doesn't matter if there's an economic downfall, a pandemic, whatever's happening. Guess what? The government is not going anywhere. They're not, they're never going to stop spending and printing money, right? right. In fact, they're, they're printing and spending more money during the pandemic <laughs> now exactly. um, than, than any other time, right? They're doing it now. And so, and because it's small business owners that they want to serve and that they, they want to give these contracts to and that they're obligated to, that means that if you're a small business owner not doing business with the government, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Um, and those who are doing business with the government, they're growing during the pandemic <laughs> while, while all other businesses are closing their doors. Here you have small businesses are are growing like quadrupling you know their business revenues in like no time oh my gosh this is so awesome and it's so exciting and inspiring (laughs) I'm sure like people listening right now what I love so much is that like you said you have this passion and and a lot of times people start a business because of a passion that they have and then they grow to hate their business because of the chasing for more business and the chasing Mm -hmm. for more clients and yeah What's so great about this whole entire concept is that you shouldn't be spending all this time chasing, chasing, chasing. You really want to be spending your time doing what you love and bringing value to your customers and your clients. And so to do, to, to see this just like opens up your mind of possibilities Mm -hmm. instead of it's thinking big, really, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, And another thing, when you talk about thinking big as well, it's just like, um, beyond the revenue, like the value that a small business could bring to like the, even government agencies or whatever, or even to your community, um, beyond all of that, it's just like right now, communities are so important, especially for the small business owners that serve those communities. So if you're, if you're failing and if, you're, if your income depends on what's happening in your community and what's happening in the account, economy, when the community fail, you fail with them. Yeah. But if you uh, but you want to be a beacon of light and if you want to be a beacon of light 
as a small business in your community to help it thrive, you have to be doing a fail-proof business. You have to have some type of fail-proof business model, whether you're doing business with the government or even corporations who have similar programs. Um, because when those communities fail, now you have the, you have the solution, right? Because you're still doing very well and maybe you can contribute to what's happening, right? And when schools fail in your community that you serve, you know, maybe you can be a contributor to helping out, supplementing like teacher salary or whatever. Um, it's just like you can be more than just a small business owner, you know, that's serving in your, you know, that's serving in your community. Like you can be a philanthropist and you can be a change maker and you could be a, a really great solution. So it depends on like what perspective you want to look at it or what you can really do. But this is like the key, right, to doing accomplishing a lot anywhere in the U.S. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so good. So I want to hear like, who, who are the people, like, who's your ideal client that you work with? Yeah. So, um, ideal, ideally I work with, um, professional service-based businesses, although you can also sell um, products to the government if you have a product-based business, but for me in particular, I work with professional service-based businesses. Those are the businesses that are not selling a product, but actually providing a service. And that could be, you know, plumbers or general contractors. It could be, you know, photographers or communication outreach specialists or PR agents. Like it can, whatever service you provide. Um, those are the companies that, I, you know, I prefer to work with because I'm a service-based business and I can speak from that perspective as I don't sell products. <laughs> right, but, right. But the key is like, you can sell a pencil or you can sell toothbrushes to the government and make billions of dollars doing it. So it doesn't matter um, what, what it is that you're selling a service or product. I just prefer myself to work with professional service um, based businesses and those who are real genuine small business owners that have at least been in business for two years. Cause that lets me know that you're serious and you haven't given up yet. Right. And right. Maybe you're generating some type of income, but you're ready to grow and take your business to the, to the next level. So that will ideally be, you know, the key customer or client that I, that I'm, you know, looking to work with someone who has a little bit of experience in business, have been generating some revenue um, and is just looking to grow, right? And, and maybe some of the key points that you're looking to get is consistent income, um, regular paying customers, or maybe get paid top dollars for your services. So those are like some of the you know key points. What kind of stories do you have from your clients? Because I love hearing those types of transformations, the before and after. Super. Yeah. So I have a, actually, I have a client who came to me, um, I would, I want to say last year, um, who actually does prosthetic wigs. So she creates wigs and she was like, well, you know, if you say service providers, we can, you know, anybody can sell their services to the government. I want to know, like, can I sell prosthetic wigs to the government? I'm like, well, let's, let's find out, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's go through the steps. Let's go through the business foundation, making sure that you pre-qualify um, as a government contractor. And let's make sure that you actually become an official government contractor. And then let's look at the opportunities that are available. Um, and so probably about, I want to say about it was probably maybe about six weeks, six, six to 10 weeks after um, going through my program, she actually started landing her contract selling prosthetic waste to the government. And it's for like disabled veterans and for you know people who have been um, hurting in explosions or have like cancers and things of that nature. And so, you know, my take on it is if you can sell prosthetic wigs to the government, what like 
anybody that has a service, like just think about the value that you bring, right? Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> you know, the value that you bring, you would be, you would be surprised at what you can sell to the government. Like I've also had people um, clients that have come to me who are like ministers of music and they've been in church forever, you know, chasing, of course, church gigs, <laughs> you know, and trying to make money that way. And, you know, they've come to me like, well, what, what can I do with my music services? Well, you know, they have chapels in the Navy and on military sites and, you know, they actually have church services and they actually do contracting for um, musician services, like ministers of music, like they have like six figure contracts for you to do a rehearsal and a church service. That's two services a month <laughs> or a week. I want to say two services yeah. a week, a rehearsal and a church service once a week. And there's like $200,000 contracts, right. Versus getting paid $600 a service. Right. So, right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, and, and the contracts are renewable. So it gives you long-term sustainability. So you can, you can do a two-year contract and it's renewable for up to, you know, five years at a time. And then there's no limit on how many contracts um, you can get. So maybe, you know, you want to do this church and you want to have a team over at that church and, you know, or at that chapel and so on and so forth. And so, yeah, so I've had a lot of clients have, you know, great success. I've also had a client who, who come to me with, um, she had created an, an app for underserved community kids to learn about college, to be prepared for college. And she was like, can I sell this to the government? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, the department of education falls under government. That's a government agency. And so, um, five weeks in with working with me before she even completed the program, she had already landed her first contract selling her app to government agencies. And so like within a month after she was already up to her sixth contract selling her, um, her app, you know, to government agencies. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of different stories. Another one of my f colleagues, he's an actual colleague um, that I've been working with for, for several years. Um, he has a, a security owned company. He's African-American uh, male has owned his own security company. And um, I had been telling him about government contracting for, for years. I've actually even done the, the paperwork for him to become a contractor and like was trying to really explain, but he didn't get it for the first few years. But once he got it, he got it. And in last year during the pandemic, like this is like in the middle of the pandemic, he landed his first multi-million dollar security guard contract um, oh in the city of San Francisco. <laughs> and so it's it's really life-changing. And and I and I say that to say, you know you never know like how this is going to change your life or impact your business, but you're guaranteed to, you know, to land some, you're going to land some contracts as, as long as you don't give up, you know, the time frame is going to be different for everyone. Like it depends on how often are you bidding? How, how are you looking at opportunities? But I actually designed a simple system and a blueprint and a strategy to help people get there faster. So it doesn't, ha it doesn't have to take you years to figure it out and years to try to understand what you're doing. I can walk you through the whole system in the program um, so that you can get there faster. Oh my gosh. That's well, that was going to be my next question because <laughs> I'm sure people are just like, okay, this is awesome. How do I get started? What do I do? Mm -hmm. So how, what, what would be someone who's listening right now? What mm -hmm. is their next step? How would they work mm -hmm. with you? Are there ways to work with you? Are there ways yes. to get the plan? Yeah, there's ways to work with me. And so um, I will say the first step is to, you know, get yourself pre-qualified. I have a free checklist. If you go to qualifyforgovernmentcontracts.com forward slash checklist, you can get the free checklist that says what you need to have 
in your business foundation, right? That includes like your business license, your EIN, your articles of incorporation, of course, two years of taxes. If you have those, you know, those things, like the fundamental things in order for you to pre-qualify in that checklist, it also walks you through the different set aside programs. Like if you're a woman owned business, if you're a minority owned business, if you're a disadvantaged business enterprise, like what certifications you need to um, officially um, apply for so that you're, you have your, your leverage, your buying power for those set aside programs. And then the third step is to I- start identifying, uh, of course, opportunities, right. To bid on. And so um, to learn more or to, you know, get the in- entire blueprint strategy, step-by-step guidance from me, you can walk with me inside my program. There's different options. Um, but again, if you go to qualify for government just that in general, qualifyforgovernmentcontracts.com. You can schedule a free strategy call with my team and we'll walk you through the different options of um, how to work with me directly inside the program. Oh my gosh, amazing. And we will have a link to that in our in our show notes, but qualifyforgovernmentcontracts.com. And then to get the checklist, it's qualifyforgovernmentcontracts.com forward slash checklist. checklist. Yes. Perfect. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, amazing, amazing, amazing. So- what is your, what is your like a big thing that you're going to accomplish this year? Well, my goal is to help a thousand small business owners this year in 2021. <laughs> so wow. I think we're in 2021, a thousand small business owners learn how to get started with government contracting. So that's, that is my, uh, my ultimate goal. But also um, I want to, you know, of course, expand my message on pl- different platforms such as this one so that more small business owners could, could be aware, at least they have the education about what's possible for their business so that they, you know, they can stop chasing customers, stop struggling as a small business owner and do business with a guaranteed customer that's going to pay you top dollars for your services. You are such a blessing, seriously, <laughs> what, you. you're, what you're doing for, for people and especially right now. I mean, mm-hmm. always, right. It's, it's yeah. always an important thing, but especially right now. And it's, it's so I'm, you know, I know that you listening right now are going, Oh my gosh, like you have to feel so excited to, to have learned this because it is amazing. Like you said, people didn't know about this. Yes. I mean, I, I certainly, you know, i maybe I had a tiny bit of, I certainly had no clue and that there was a whole system and that you've put that together. Like you really, really fulfilled a hardcore need for small businesses. It's just, yes. it's amazing. This is so, I'm so excited that, that we, we had this conversation and that I get to share this with, with our audience. And I'm just so, it's just so awesome that you're, you're doing this. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, congratulations on all of your success. You are, what you're doing for people is so transformative and I'm sure you have a ton, ton more success stories with your clients. And I hope that those listening get to be one of those. Yes. Thank you so, so much. And make sure you guys go check out those, those links that are in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, would you do me a favor and go subscribe and review this podcast? My goal is to continue to deliver you content that will really move the revenue needle in your business and give you up-to-date content on anything else that can dramatically help your business. You can also find us at thedrawshop.com slash podcast, where you can comment on the podcast or contact us directly with any issues you'd like me to address. 
Thanks again. I really, really appreciate you listening and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.